Doing everything in business for free would be the most selfish thing you can do, period. It might be easy to think that everybody wants a cheaper price, but you'd just be lying to yourself. When you don't charge enough, you ensure these four things will happen. One, the customer is less committed. Two, the customer expects less. Three, the customer gets a lesser product because you have less margin to make it great. And four, the customer perceives themselves as getting something less valuable. Stop being selfish and taking the easy way out. Start charging high prices and deliver the value that can back it up. So I just went over a lot and you may be thinking, okay, I wanna deliver the value that can back it up. But before we go into that for the rest of the show, we're gonna talk about why does price lead to commitment? Why does price set expectation? Why does price help you deliver better products? And why does price drive perception? So first we're gonna start with price leads to commitment. This was a very difficult thing for me to realize because I thought people were automatically committed to their dreams and goals. Of course, if people were committed to their dreams and goals, a lot more people would be accomplishing them, right? Yes, what they are committed to is survival. And for a lot of people, survival means money. And so anytime you have somebody pay money, they are pledging their time that they spent to get that money for the result that you are promising them. And so now it becomes a very real thing. They're not just promising future time that they can back out on, because let's be real, a lot of people back out of their commitments. So it's not future time that they're committing that they can then back out of with no expense. It is, hey, I spent X number of hours making this amount of money and now I am giving it to you, which means time has been spent, money has been spent, and it is not coming back to me. And that is really why price leads to commitment. Because when you do something for free and you're like, hey, we're gonna show up every day at 5 a.m. and it's gonna be completely free and we're gonna work out for two hours and you're gonna have a six pack in eight weeks. When you hit them with that, they're like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. And the first day they might show up and then the second day they don't show up and the third day they don't and the fourth day they don't and the fifth day they do and the sixth day they don't and the seventh day they do. And then at the end of eight weeks, they don't have a six pack and they're pissed at you because they're like, yeah, I showed up, it was hard. I committed, kind of. But then you're like, hey, for the next eight weeks, we're gonna show up every day at 5 a.m. We're gonna work out for two hours and we're gonna have a six pack at the end of it. And for that, how much do you value a six pack? Is it worth 5,000 to you, 10,000 to you? Is it worth 50,000 to you? If I could guarantee you have a six pack every day for the rest of your life, would you pay me $50,000 right now? Guess what? Some people would. It's like after this eight weeks, I guarantee you, you'll have a six pack for the rest of your life. If you're talking to millionaires, that are fat and their wife wants them to be hot again, they're probably gonna pay you the $50,000. And not to mention the bonus energy and testosterone and all the status and all this stuff that comes with that. And $50,000 is a drop in the bucket if they're making a million a year, right? So price leads to commitment. Whereas before, you know, they weren't that committed when it's free. It's like, is it really gonna give me a six pack? Which sets expectations. If something is free, would it really work? And you see this all the time with um, kind of confirmation bias in just regular products. So we've talked about how price leads to commitment because money is a representation of our time. And when we lay that down, we are kind of like committing our time to something retroactively. It's like, hey, I know that in this second, I can't actually commit 30 hours to this, but this money is representative of 30 hours. So if this takes 30 hours going forward, 
the best way to predict something is to see it have happened already. So if they're already committing now, you can predict that they will continue to be com committed. Right. And so that's what price gives them an opportunity to do. It gives them an opportunity to commit their time now so that they will continue to commit their time. And for the millionaire example, maybe that was a bad example because it's a million dollars a year and 50K is a drop in the bucket. But would they pay 500,000 for that? Probably. Would they pay a million dollars for that? One year salary. If all their living expenses are okay and they'll have a six pack for the rest of their life, yeah, they'll probably pay a million dollars for that. And that's committing a year of their time to it. And they really only have to commit eight weeks. And so you get paid for now saving them time, right? Which is price leads to commitment because it's representative of our time and we get to commit our time instantly, which is a predictor of committing our time going forward. That's kind of how I see it. And it sets expectations because they're like, well, if it's free, is it really going to work? I can go get free YouTube videos. Those don't work. I can go just get a free diet plan. Those don't work. And so you see it with consumer goods all the time. You got a brand name and then you got a kind of just Walmart generic brand. Same purse, but Gucci can charge thousands of dollars more than Walmart can because Gucci with the logo, it is expected that it is quality. It is expected that it raises your status. And so all of these expectations that come around price, it must be something valuable. Like price automatically excludes it from people who can't afford valuable things or don't see themselves as valuable enough to have valuable things. So price can really set expectations like that. Gucci, you have different expectations then we have something name brand. And that's in part the brand, but also the pricing mechanism and how the price generates scarcity <clears throat> and then how that scarcity influences the human brain of like, hey, this is probably something valuable because not many people can have it. So it sets expectations. And it's probably like their profit margins can't be humongous, so they probably put a lot of time and effort into this. And specifically with fashion, that's not true. But typically when stuff is priced higher, it's because they spent more time on it and they're still trying to make money, which means I can trust that it's a better price. Which leads me to my next point, helps you deliver better products. Yes, when you're making purses, you can spend 10 bucks on the same purse and make one worth $2,000 and one worth 10 bucks, but when you're delivering a service, and that service is, I don't know, marketing to help businesses get more leads. If you charge $5,000, you can put X amount of manpower towards getting more leads. But if you charge them $500,000, you can now put 100 times the manpower towards getting them leads. And chances are, the person who charges $500,000 will deliver more leads than the person charging $5,000 and probably better quality leads because they have the resources to do the research, hit the numbers, do the testing and bring on the expertise to deliver the product. And so when you charge more, you can put more money into your product, which helps you deliver a better product. And finally, price drives perception. We talked about it a little bit with expectation, but inherently, when something is a higher price, it is, oh, this must be more valuable. That is simply what happens. For example, I was trying to join a real estate mastermind. 
I wanted to do the $35,000 mastermind. Not because I thought I would get better information, but because I thought there would be better quality people. Because I was like, the people in this mastermind are willing to put down $35,000 for their future. If I can join a crowd like that, I will start to see the results of people who are willing to commit that much time, energy, and effort to their you know, goals and dreams. So I perceived that mastermind as more valuable. And then of course, I ended up paying for an $8,800 mastermind. Still a commitment, still time and money, but it's one fourth the cost, which is probably why there are 10X the people, 20X the people, and a lot of those people come in, $8,800 is kind of expensive, but it's also a drop in the bucket for a lot of people. And you can recover from $8,800 fairly quickly if you're like in the middle class. And that's what a lot of these people are. They're kind of middle class, lower middle class maybe. Um, and so they're less committed to the group, which means they're less quality people. They don't answer texts or emails as quickly. And of course I did find some really good quality people, but there are also thousands of people who are just beginners and they're not really adding value to the community and there's not a ton of stuff that they can do to add value because they're so new, right? And so I think it's just that higher price seemed like a more valuable option to me because I figured I would get more committed people. And I think price drives perception in that way in every way. The people and the community will be more committed. The business will be more committed to delivering quality results. I will be more committed because I'm giving up my time. So it just messes with that perception of like, how quality is this? How committed are the people? How legit is this? Because if they feel like they're getting too good of a deal, they might start to think it's a scam. They're like, hey, you're going to make me a million dollars and you're only going to charge me 2000 Why would you do that? It's probably a scam. So it drives perception in many ways. And those are all the ways that price can lead to commitment, set expectations, help you deliver better products, and drive perception. Those aren't all the ways, but those are some of the ways that came to my mind that I wanted to share with you guys. And as you understand this, you'll understand that you should price correctly. And then to price correctly, you need to deliver great value. And we'll talk about how to deliver great value in many other ways in many other podcasts and so we're going to stop that here today um, where we're at thank you guys so much for watching we will see you on the next one and remember we are a community of people judged not by our wealth but by our impact <laughs>